You're listening to College Hacks, your go-to audio resource for surviving college. I'm Daniel, and today's topic is software. Let's get into it. So about software, the first tip that I have is if your school has a software catalog. So some schools have partnered with certain software companies to give those programs for free during the schooling term of the student. If your school has something like that, take full advantage of it. Anything that you need, download it. Anything that you might need, download it. Anything that you probably won't need, if you have the space, why not, right? One of these softwares that I believe every student should have is called EndNote. So it's this software that helps you insert citations within your Word document. It's really good. It self-formats APA or MLA or Chicago or whatever obscure format you might be using. And all you need to do is for most research paper sites, journals, they have this option where you can cite and then there is EndNote or other varying formats. You can either download it as a .enw, which is an EndNote native file, or you can download it as a .ris. EndNote reads both. It will save you so much time and so much effort in the long run. If you have EndNote, please go download it. Please go learn how to use it. It's not that difficult. Don't be done. Now, speaking of Microsoft Office Word, these kinds of apps that you need to write on or do X, like spreadsheets, every student needs some form of that software. Nowadays, Microsoft is very good at giving students discounts and even maybe your school has a, a subscription that's free. If you have it free or heavily discounted, I would suggest getting Microsoft Office. It's still one of the best. If you're on a Mac, you can consider Pages, Keynote, and I can't remember, Numbers, right? Alternatively, if Microsoft Office is not available to you at a discounted price, try something like uh, LibreOffice. So that's L-I-B-R-E Office. I'll link it in the show notes, which is functional. It's a lot better than its predecessor, which was OpenOffice, but it's still not exactly Microsoft Office. If you're working with friends a lot or working with project mates a lot and everyone is on Google, then you can use Google Drive, which is pretty useful if you're trying to get project work done and uh, collaboration. Although nowadays, OneDrive can do the same thing, but I find that students generally prefer Google Drive because it's just easier to use. So I would say features that you want to look out for in any software is that it's cross-platform. So you can either use it on like Windows or Mac or whatever because you're not always going to be using your computer. There are times when you maybe you need to switch to a computer in the computer lab or maybe you need to switch to someone using someone else's computer because you forgot or yours ran out of battery or just generally maybe it's easier to work on a desktop in school. It might not be a Windows or it might not be a Mac and it would be really great if you could do cross-platform. That's where something like Google Docs, Google Sheets shine because it's really completely cross-platform because it's a web application. Another thing that you might want to think about is third-party integration. So I talked about EndNote. Microsoft Office has quite a few third-party integrations. Uh, EndNote is one, Grammarly is one, which can really help you write and process your documents on the go. It's not compulsory, it's not something that you really, really need, but it would be nice to have because these things usually help speed up 
your workflow and when you're a student efficiency is the one thing that you don't want to get rid of it's you want to be as efficient as possible your life is tough enough don't make it tougher for yourself then there's functionality vs minimalism so that's this is more personal preference i like minimalistic stuff so i would rather have minimalistic functional but it's up to you i'll link some student free software that you can check out for minimalistic note-taking stuff so stuff like evernote stuff like this uh, software that I, co- that I use called Write, links in the show notes. And these are, okay, Evernote is not realistic, but Write is very minimalistic. It depends on you. So that's all about, it's more about user interface and user experience. So if you're someone who, like me, I really prefer something that looks nice over something that works very well but looks horrendous, then you would want to consider this. If to you it's like, uh, no big deal, then go ahead. Um, there's a lot of software out there that you can use. So browsers, we have so many browsers. We have Chrome, we have Safari, we have Edge, which is actually decent, just not at Chrome. We have Firefox, Opera, we have ma- many other miscellaneous ones. I would say Safari is used a lot by Mac users, but Chrome of obviously is the most used. And Firefox is coming back more powerful with Firefox Quantum. Chrome has the luxury of Chrome apps and all the Google ecosystem. And honestly, it's great because the extensions there are very fine. They look very nice. And Firefox was originally known for its extension. But with the advent of Firefox Quantum, a lot of them have been disabled due to the new coding. So I tried Firefox Quantum. A lot of the extensions that I used to use in Chrome, I couldn't find or it just doesn't work very well. Right now, I would recommend you using Chrome, but if you're on a Mac, you're using Safari or if you're using Firefox and it's fine, then good for you. But for me, I like extensions. It helps keep my workflow faster. And as I said, if you have a system that can help you make less effort when you're doing things, it's best because you want most of your time. There's an issue with speed versus RAM. You don't really have to consider this nowadays. Browsers are very efficient, mostly. So unless you are running a computer with like 2 gigs of RAM or 4 gigs of RAM, then maybe you want to use like Firefox or Safari. But if you're using something with 8 gigs of RAM, Chrome, it's it's no problem. Email. You probably don't need too good of an email app. You can make, make it work with Outlook or you can even make it work with Google, Gmail and all that. If you do have multiple emails, like your school email, personal email, and I don't know, I have like 4 emails, so... It will be good if you can consolidate them. So I use something that it's called Newton. It's paid. I wouldn't suggest it because it's quite expensive, but it helps me because it's very effective. I would say find an email app that can synchronize all your emails together and just use that. Honestly, Outlook, it's fine. And something like Thunderbird, I think it's good. And just make sure that it's usable with all your emails. The best thing would be cross-platform with your phone but that's a stretch and it's more usually if it has those functionalities it's kind of expensive so don't need to consider that that's it for today if you like the show go over to apple Podcasts and leave a rating it really help to get the show out to more people also share with your friends if you think this episode will help them out you can subscribe on apple Podcasts, stitcher or wherever you get your podcasts and you can find the show on twitter and facebook at call hacks that's c-o-l-l H-A-C-K-S. If you want to hit me up on Twitter, I'm at DXYDen. Thanks for checking in. Until next time, stay brilliant.